3: This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on
4: VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. On a Football Friday, no last hour of the week. Next week, we head into Thanksgiving week here, not just on Sharp Money, but VSIN. We welcome you back, Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. We're going to welcome in our colleague here at VSIN, also our good friend, Mike Samich, VSIN host and analyst. Of the Handle on weekends, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern time. Somobomb18 on Twitter. And he joins us now. He's got a bunch of notes. He also has a great new article up over at VSEN.com. He's grinding about the AFC. I've been talking all week. It's going to take at least 10 wins to get you in in the AFC, Samich. But maybe we should start with your comment when we first said hi to you, which is you've noticed over the last two hours A bit of a salty vibe on Sharp Money today.
5: Yeah, we got to bring the positivity up here, boys. I know it was a rough evening. I know you lost Burrow, which hurts that Super Bowl future, but we got to still stay positive. We got plenty of time left here in the NFL season. We can get on someone else for the Super Bowl if we need to. And the AFC playoff race, I think, has become very interesting here over the last couple days. We've got the Watson news. We've got the Burrow news. The Bills are struggling. It really opens up for some... Interesting teams to be able to make a playoff run here in the last uh, eight weeks or so of the season. You know,
4: Amal, that's that is spoken like a guy like we were set to make forty thousand dollars. Samich finds that in his couch after a weekend of horse racing betting. So like that is a very cavalier attitude towards three guys that just lost out on forty
5: thousand dollars. No offense, but screw you, Mike Samich. (laughs) You only, you only lost a thousand dollars, okay? Let's be fair here. You only had a thousand and really it was a free roll anyway. I'm not sure the <laughs> yeah, Bengals are winning true. the Super Bowl with or without Burrow, so let's uh, let's let's pump the brakes a little hey, bit. Hey there. Mike, stop with the negativity. We
3: knew they were <laughs> winning the Super Bowl. We, come
5: on.
4: <laughs> stop with the negativity. However, we should talk about it and I mentioned the article. Um, let's discuss what did transpire last night. Now, Baltimore looked very good. Lamar looked great. Thursday night, it's a mess. Looks like Mark Andrews is going to be out for the year. I don't know how you adjust the Ravens with that miss. And there's a little example. We can throw it up while Samich is talking about his article in vcin.com if you want to go check it out. But also, you know, Cincinnati's done. So what does the borough miss do for the rest of the AFC here?
5: I think it really opens things up. So when I wrote it this morning, we hadn't had the borough news breaking. So they were off the board. But to me, they wouldn't have been a playoff team anyway. And it's really interesting when you break it down. There's currently about 14 teams that are live in this playoff race, four and five or better in the AFC. You've got four locks here. The Chiefs, the Ravens, the Jags, and the Dolphins are all making it. So it's really who are going to be the other three teams. Uh, I wrote in an article earlier this year, I took Houston plus 140 to make the playoffs. They're in minus 125. I think they're in a great position with the rest of their schedule. And, and the interesting part about this as well is if you look at the far column over on the right here, strength of schedule, you've got four teams that have the top five toughest schedules in the NFL left, and that's the Raiders, Bengals, Bills, and Chargers. So if you eliminate those four as well, it leaves you with the Jets, the Broncos, the Colts, the Texans, the Browns and the Steelers, who would be the other three playoff teams here from the AFC. And, you know, the Steelers have had issues, been outgained in all nine games. The Browns now without their quarterback, it really leaves it wide open to take some shots here. If you want to go after someone at a big number to make the playoffs, what surprised me is when I went through this, the Broncos down there at plus 550, I think, actually have some value because of how the schedule plays out. They've got one game where they'll be a, a dog of three points or more. Everything else is coin flips for them. They've been good the last three games on this win streak. It's been dominated by turnovers. They've taken the ball away ten times, only turned it over twice. It's hard to continue that, which is the one concern there. But those last two seasons in the AFC are absolutely wide open now with everything that's gone on the last week.
3: I would agree with Mike. When you look at it, I think the teams that you projected to get in are going to get in. And I love your plan, the Texans. I think this team is very much alive for the division. We talked about Joe, uh, excuse me, uh, Trevor Lawrence having an issue with his knee. This Jaguars team did not look competitive against the San Francisco 49ers. When you look at the Houston Texans, they seem like they're peaking, Mike, at the right time.
5: Yeah, the Texas team's playing really good football. I think the C.J. Stroud MVP love, little outlandish. He's not getting that award. I would not get involved in him now. I think D'Amico Ryan's Coach of the Year is the more likely award there, and it's highly unlikely they win coach of the year, offensive rookie of the year, and MVP all in the same squad that would be fighting for, let's say, the fifth spot in the AFC, maybe getting a division win. When you have teams like the, you know, the Ravens and the Philadelphia Eagles on the other side who are more likely to get a one seed, more likely to produce an MVP from that point. But from a playoff perspective, this Houston team has a very, very good road. I'm projecting you need to be nine and eight to get in as the seven seed because of everything that's happened in the AFC the last couple weeks. And Houston, right now, sitting there at five and four, has a very good shot of getting to that. 9-8 mark. Uh, they could even win 10 or 11 games here depending on how it breaks out. So Houston, I think at minus 125 is actually my best bet from the column to make the playoffs because I think that's the easiest route and they're in the best position currently to do so. Just the 31st hardest schedule coming home here. Good spot to be a Houston-Texas fan.
3: Patrick, just a and quick fo- Sorry. Please, go ahead. Just quick follow-up with Mike. I think you bring up excellent points. could be hard for them to win the trio of Coach of the Year, Rookie of the Year, and MVP. But here's my pushback on Stroud. He's second in yardage, if you want to go from a statistical standpoint. Nobody else is close to him in fewest interceptions when you look at uh, Jalen Hurts, uh, of course, Patrick Mahomes, 7-8 interceptions for those guys. And I get the value that Mahomes and Hurts have for each individual team. But he doesn't have a Travis Kelsey. He doesn't have an A.J. Brown or a Devontae Smith with him. The Houston Tex- Texans were picking number two for a reason. This guy comes in, and within nine weeks, he's thrown for more touchdown passes than Deshaun Watson has thrown for two years in Cleveland. I think this This guy deserves a ton of credit for where this team is at simply because of what he's done. And we said one thing on the other thing, Mike, on Sunday when they got the ball against the uh, Bengals with I don't remember how much time, a minute and change. And they had to go about 50 yards to get in field goal range. We didn't know if the kicker was going to make it because he was uh, Amandola was filling in for Kymie Fairbairn. But we had no doubt. We said on Monday, all three of us thought they were getting into field goal range. That's nine games into an NFL career to have that kind of confidence in a young player.
5: I don't disagree with you that he's been phenomenal. But we have to remember, these are awards that are going to be voted on. And people just generally do not gravitate toward giving that many awards to a single team. I think it's going to be very difficult for him to get the votes. And, you know, the MVP argument, if we take... Mahomes off Kansas City, what's their record, right? It's the same argument you could make if you take C.J. Stroud off Houston. What's their record going to be? Both are going to be pretty bad football teams. So it's hard to argue that, you know, Stroud, who, let's say, gets the team at 9-8 and eight or 10-7 and seven into the playoffs, deserves to be MVP when you have another team that is sitting there and goes, let's say, 13-4, and 12-5, right, And is the number one seed in their conference. So to me, it's tough to overcome that. And on the scary drive factor, I was a Seattle back for the last week. I was scared of Sam Howell to go down and score a touchdown when they were down yeah. seven as well. So sometimes you got to take a little bit of grain of salt there because Sam Howell's a scary quarterback when you're trying to, to, to make sure to get a stop to not cover. So I'm not going to just use that simple uh, factor when I'm looking at MVP.
4: Now, since the third hour of Sharp Money is sponsored by Positivity, <laughs> big guy, I'd like to <laughs> nod my cap to you. You said yesterday you think nine wins can get you in in the AFC. Samich agrees with you. I pooh-poohed it and said, no, it's going to be 10. So I would just like to say, I'm sorry. Um,
6: I was just saying that to hold on hope to the Bengals. I didn't really think that. It was my way of justifying our 40-1 to 1 ticket and riding it all the way through that they could somehow lose the Baltimore. But as soon as Joe Burrow lost his wrist... Uh, that's when everything went up in flames, so anything I said yesterday cannot be taken seriously. I wasn't
4: I wasn't expecting so many words from you. I was just more expecting you to recognize that I was being the magnanimous person and just really wanted to make that about me, apologizing I to you. I think you're really trying to make up for being
6: really mean to me in the first hour of the show. I oh, think that's mean? what's happening.
4: Oh, a little something called entertaining. Look it up, big guy. Uh, speaking of being um, mean,
6: I thought Amal was going to say he liked the Jets 5-1 to one to make the playoffs because Mike, <laughs> Mike, we've all been there I oh, would take we, I would take them at a minus number we, right now. we've all been there and I when I'm watching them all deal with this I feel like I do this a lot more in baseball than I do in football yes. where there's a team that you believe is just better than their, than the market suggests and you can't quit them even though you've been wrong a million times yeah Samich has got two of them oh yeah Seahawks Seahawks and the, Packers. the Packers yeah. Seahawks and the
5: Packers <laughs> Right, Tomic? Hey, I've faded the Packers the last two weeks, okay? I've turned have. that train around. I'm you have. Compl- I turned that battleship in a bathtub and gone against that Packers team the last couple weeks. Looking forward to running the board because I may be going against them again this I, week. Just a little okay. hint there. I, uh, and I, on the Jets' playoff number, Yeah. you're getting plus 500 right now. They've got the Bills and the Dolphins the next two weeks. If you actually think yeah. the Jets have a shot, wait two weeks, and you're going to get a number that's 10 to 1 or higher because they're most likely going to lose the next two games.
3: Well, Good the only one. thing is I think they need to win those games to have a chance, right? Because their best way is to beat the division <laughs> opponents. That's, that's the only way to get in there. By the way, i got to give so much credit for one thing, though. He threw Jordan Love out of a moving car. I mean, a, yeah. I mean, just oh, literally. Oh, like, yeah. We got on the freeway, looked <laughs> yeah. around, he goes, Everybody's sleeping? Let me just where did Jordan love them all? I, I thought I think the same he got thing down to the rest uh, last restaurant. I area.
4: literally thought, <laughs> I literally thought, I hope his wife isn't listening to this segment because it could potentially I mean, the way that he just turned on love was almost alarming. Uh <laughs> it was wow. Like we're friends, and now I'm hey. worried about our friendship <laughs> moving forward because he can cut you out just like you, that. That was rough.
5: You got to be able to admit when you're wrong, when you're betting. And I was wrong about Jordan Love, and I'm okay with that because I've cashed against him the last two weeks. So totally fine to pivot when you're betting. Is the word
6: disconcerting or disconcerting? Is it an N or a T? With a T, big guy, with a T. That's stupid because it it sounds like concern, so it should be an N. Concert doesn't – that's not a word anyone uses. Uh, It's disconcerting to me to hear that because T's for later when we run the board. I think there's a great prop on Jordan Love
4: this week. Okay. Hey, quick before we go to break, fellas, I did something yesterday. Let's go across the board. Dustin, we'll start with you. I put out my Christmas tree on November sixteenth. Was it too soon? No, you're supposed to do it the day after Thanksgiving. Oh that, yeah, so it is too so soon. So yes, yeah. so your answer is yeah. yes, it was too soon, you yeah. big donk. Uh Mike Simon, it's yesterday, you got a family. I put my tree out already. Too soon?
5: I'm going to go no because you live alone. So you can really do whatever you want. And, and so I'm, I'm going to say no because you don't have the family. And with someone with a daughter, yeah, that would have been way too soon. It's way too much excitement, way too early.
3: I, I would have gone all. with the November 1st answer. I like when people have their Christmas lights up early.
4: Uh, yeah, I just like the lights, but it's so funny that Sam said that. As I was dragging it out of the closet, I thought it doesn't matter. It's just me. <laughs> I can do whatever the hell I want. So who cares? You're 100% right. We're going to come back with some more. We'll get Back to the college football with old Samich here on Sharp Money.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for Or the Perfect Table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
7: AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud, Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle.
4: This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN,
5: the sports betting network.
4: Okay, become a VSIN pro. Here's a little something you may not know. Before Mike Samich was a VSIN employee, he was a VSIN subscriber. And most would agree, Samich is one of the sharpest guys on the planet. And even he signed up. So you should too. slash subscribe. And I'll tell you what, right now, I got a deal for you. I'll give you the first month for 19 bucks. Who else is going to do that for you? Every other show, but I'm just saying you can try it for me uh, right now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe daily, best bets, VEASAN leaderboard, betting splits. Everything's there. Check it out. Speaking of the leaderboard, uh, I hate to do this to you so much because I know you're competitive, but Dustin was flexing on me this morning. I know Amal's been killing it as well. Does it hurt your neck to look up at the boys as much as you are right now? Or
5: how do you feel? Well, I just haven't looked at it this last week. I didn't I did I didn't do great on Sunday last week. I was doing fine through Saturday. Didn't do great on Sunday. So I just decided not to check it out because I figured I'd be catching some flack here on Friday afternoon. Hey, Mike, I just want to say, would the you record, like to fill us in? Yeah, he
6: can't. Honestly, he can't really look up at either of us because none of us are on the leaderboard at the moment. We're all, we're all kind of going through a rough stretch.
4: Which kind of which kind of, like completely calls me out as a fraud because I literally just made all that up. Anyway, go slash subscribe <laughs> to sign up. Okay, we do have our buddy Mike Samich. We're going to run the NFL board as we do on Fridays here on Sharp Money with Samich. But let's get to the college football board and a, a game a little bit off the radar, but it's one Dustin you told me to get to first because I think you and Samich are both on this one. Yeah, look. This is tomorrow, 377 Louisiana Tech. Jacksonville State. Uh, Samich, we'll start with you. Jacksonville State's laying eight and a half and a total of 54 and a half.
5: I mean, these are two teams that are just going in opposite directions right now. Louisiana Tech lost five straight. Uh, and I, I go back. I've been looking to fade this team consistently since the opener. They got a win over FIU. It's not a very good football team, but they were just poorly coached in that game. Uh, the transfer quarterback came in from Boise State, has not lived up to expectations for this LaTeX team at all. If you look at Jayville State, two games ago faced that same FIU team, absolutely beat them up 41-16. to played a very good game last week or two weeks ago against South Carolina. I actually had South Carolina laying the 15th and a half there, and they just hung around and hung around, hung around. Final score there was 38 to 28. I was surprised this was sitting at eight. It's still available. A lot of places at eight and a half. Uh, to me, this is a great spot here to lay it with Jayville State. I made this game 12 and a half. So I was shocked that this thing was under 10 when I went and saw the line. So this was an easy play for me. Big guy.
6: Yeah. Uh, look, my whole card is these hideous Conference USA and – all these ugly teams that you normally want to avoid. But this line jumped out to me immediately. Jacksonville State, since they went back to Zion Webb at quarterback, he's like a sixth or seventh year senior. He's running all over teams. When he starts, he's run for 125, 146, and 101. They're sixth in the nation in rushing at 218 per game. And Louisiana Tech turns the ball over a ton. I think they're going to give the Gamecocks a ton of opportunities to play ball control and run up the score here. La Tech's offense stinks. They're averaging 26.7 points a game and allowing uh, 31.4 on the defensive side, 111th nationally. Like They're they're not a good team this is a law tech team that allowed sam houston state to score 42 in their own stadium last week sam houston state was averaging 17 points per game going into that they're horrible i think jacksonville
4: state's gonna run all over them mr shaw anything on that one uh this game should be a ratings bonanza <laughs> I'm, exci- <laughs> I'm excited i'm excited I know that. Uh, Missouri. Now, the only thing you worry about, Missouri, letdown. However, what's a letdown when here comes Florida? Hey, oh, now, Missouri, 11, 57 on the total, of course, coming off their big win at home. They do stay home to host Florida. And, Simon, you're going to lay the 11
5: with Mizzou. Yeah, I am. Look, I understand the letdown spot, but. Technically, that Tennessee game was a big-time letdown spot after playing Georgia so well. They got to come home, played well against Tennessee, absolutely blew them out. That game was never really in doubt. Now you got a Florida team who's even worse coming in here. But one of the beauties about a team like Missouri, and specifically playing in a place like Como, they're going to get up for this game because it's Florida. They have not had this much SEC success since they entered the conference. Now they have a shot to finish with a phenomenal record here for the week. I laid the 11 here. I'm seeing 12 and a half right now on the board. I'd shop around. I think you can get a little better number than that. But again, I made Mizzou 14 and a half here. And so if I'm sitting here through a key number of 14, I'm going to play that team. This is a Missouri offense that has been able to run the ball at will against better defenses. They should be able to run the football very effectively against this Florida defense. They should have success through the air and I don't think Florida moves the football that well against Missouri, who's played significantly better defense than everyone expected when they were coming into this season. I think Missouri takes care of business, able to blow out Florida at home this week.
4: I like that call. Yeah, by but, Mike. by Let me just correct that. Yeah. We, we're showing 12 and a half there. You can find a 10 and a half at the market. You're not going to find anything over an 11 and a half. Sometimes it happens with the numbers on the board. Just want to clarify 11 11 and a half on this number of
3: even better. You know, Mike's absolutely right. Drinkowicz has done a tremendous job. Two losses this year against LSU. Really a game that They feel like they probably squandered. They should be sitting there competing in this SEC. They've had a great season. And then you lose down in Athens to the Dogs. No problem losing in Sanford. Uh, This has been a tremendous team. You look at Cook, what he's done, Schrader. They have been a great, great offense. And what's most impressive, as Mike alluded to, they held Tennessee to seven points. I mean, that's, to me, to go out there and ha- uh, handle Heupel's team. They'd given up 128 points the two previous seasons against Tennessee. Now you got a Florida team that's limping in here. And, guys, make no mistake about it, one of the things that I like from an angle standpoint in this matchup, Gators are 5-5, five and five, got the Seminoles in the finale. I don't think they're going to beat Florida State. But I'm telling you right now, Patrick, you know this, Mike, you know this. There are players that do not want to go to a bowl game. I get everybody else thinks you do. Guys don't want 15 more practices. If you're Florida, you're like, let's get through the season and let's end this thing. Who the hell wants to go to some just useless bowl at 6-6? Six and six? That's where the Gators are sitting right now if they win this game. I don't think they're going to win it. I like Missouri in this spot. I thought this number would come back at 14. donkey donk
4: anything?
6: Cody Schrader is one of the great stories in college football that probably isn't getting enough pub. He's a walk-on transfer from Truman State. Don't know where it is. It's a Missouri. Made it Missouri. Don't know what up. level they play at. If you look at what he's doing when it matters the most the last three weeks in SEC play, 205 on the ground versus Tennessee. 112 against that Georgia defense. 159 against South Carolina. He's averaging 112 yards per game on the ground. He is an absolute beast.
4: Kirksville. Totally, totally agree. Florida is just. It it runs angry. It's too. And Florida, the game that I focused on with Florida was when they got beat at home, what was it, two weeks ago, boys, by Arkansas. Yep. And it was not, like, there was every opportunity for them. Missouri rolls. I, I, drinkwitz is doing a hell of a job. Okay. Uh, next one up on the board here, Mr. Somers. You're going to fade our boy Jed Fish, who's on a four-game heater with Arizona. Here comes Utah. And you're going to take the one. You can actually find a two at Circa. I'll give you two with Utah. I'll
5: take, I'll take the two. I'll take the money line here. I think Utah going to be able to win this game outright. I watched every snap of that Colorado-Arizona game last week. And that Arizona defense is not impressive to me. I, they've played above their skis or headed their skis quite a bit this season. They have the four-game winning streak. As you mentioned, they're playing at home. They're rolling along. This Utah team just comes in and gives a professional effort no matter where they go. They played well against Washington last week. I think they're going to go be able to go into uh, arizona here and be able to get the job done the run game is going to be very effective for utah this week and i think it's going to be a low scoring game i think they're going to be able to keep this down keep it in the played in the 20s and that's going to benefit utah so i'll take utah plus the two plus the one whatever the number is there and i wish i was doing whatever those people were doing in bark canada right now because it sounds you, like someone they're, has, has having No, fun they like your
4: they're they at sigma derby we,
5: and i think they just want twenty-two dollars <laughs>
4: Look at them. They're high-fiving at Sigma Sigma Derby. It costs a quarter. Go get yourself a gumball, go home, and go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. So loud. I I guess I'm just saying people go nuts for that game, and it's literally, didn't you tell me, Amal, it's a quarter to play?
3: Yeah, it's a quarter. You can win up to $160, so There's a change machine next to it. Uh, By the way, I swear to God, half the people lined up there look like they just got out of the joint.
4: I mean, it's just, I mean, come on, guys. Shorty was loud and annoying. Dustin, anything? Shorty, (laughs) sup. I. No, no, meaning anything on Utah, Arizona, Done. Oh, feels like a complete overreaction
6: to what Jed Fish in Arizona has done lately. It's still Kyle Whittingham. His team is always going to be more physical in the trenches. And year one of these transitions with a lot of these programs, that is where they're at their weakest, is in the trenches on offense and defense. That's where I think Utah could win this battle.
3: And I think it's a, it's a rare chance to get Utah as a dog. Yep. I think Arizona here at home, they've won four in a row. To me, you look at Oregon State, they're a physical team, best line of scrimmage in college football, I'm sorry, in the Pac-12, and they're dominant, that offensive line. They slowed down Martinez and Fenwick. They will be able to do that against a Utah team. Jaquindon Jackson struggled last week against Washington. This is an opportunity for Jed Fish and Company. The offense is rolling. By the way, special teams, normally Utah's got the edge. Arizona's got an absolute monster of a kicker. Watch this kid.
4: I like Arizona here at home to win this game. So wait, so this that was a legit explosion from Signa Derby. Yeah. Do you guys want to take a guess at how much they won? And Dustin, I'll if find you, out. If you're not embarrassed, go over and ask them, and we can come back with the answer. What the what the what the score was? You told like me Samich, to talk to strangers
6: at a game, not one of the bartenders here. By the, the way, the your right pick, Samich, What do you
4: think
5: they won when they went absolutely bonkers? I'm going to go with, uh, they hit a, a 12 to one and they had $2 on it. So I'm saying they made 24 bucks. <laughs> Dustin, come down this weekend. We'll do some viral content with the Sigma Derby. So we'll have, we'll play it this weekend. Have it on the show for next Not Friday. Not bad. Bahar, uh, I'm, going I'm, under 20. Yeah. I'm going
3: under 24.
4: Okay. I'm going to say they, yeah, I'm going to say they won 30 bucks. We'll come back and get the answer.
2: This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports
4: betting network. Okay, take a second to tell you about Zen. Of course, we're always debating here on Sharp Money who's number one, but Zen nicotine pouches are already there. It's helped millions of people achieve lasting change, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. You can find your Zinn at your local convenience store or online at zinn.com, that's Z-Y-N.com. As a warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. We'll continue here. We're gonna get to the board. We'll run the NFL board with our buddy Mike Somich, our colleague at VSIN, Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher, of course, Mike Somich. Tremendous direction. There, Reggie, Matt, the whole crew, as you see Sigma Derby. Now, Sigma Derby is a horse racing game over at the D, downtown Las Vegas, Fremont Street. Right next to Sigma Derby is where the boys broadcast from, right behind in front of Bar Canada. That's where our VEASAN setup is, and that's where Amal and the big guy are right now. As Mike Samich was absolutely dropping dimes about Jacksonville State, there was an eruption from Sigma Derby. We've been interrupted by Sigma Derby eruptions for a long time now. So Amal told me it's a quarter to play Sigma Derby. So my whole thing was when I heard the eruption, I'm like, that does not compute. Because if you're putting a quarter into a machine, those people just went absolutely bonkers. There's no chance they won a lot of money. So we took some bets. There's, I think, a young lady smoking a cigar right there, which is perfect for Sigma Derby. Okay, great job. Samich uh, said they won 24 bucks. Uh, Maul said they also won under 30 I said they won $30. The big guy went over during the break to ask them what that eruption meant, and now the answer. The answer is one gentleman at that table. They had to come out to pay him because he won $200.
6: Very okay. Nice.
3: And okay. They,
6: by the way, they pay right. you in quarters. I was going to pull out 100 and go, I will give you
4: $100 right now for your $200 in quarters. So, Samich... If you if you're betting a quarter and you won 200, that's actually not terrible, maybe justifiable with the reaction. But the question is, what horse at what odds won the race in that game during that one?
5: Well, it's that's 800 to one. That's a pretty wild return when you think <laughs> about it for a quarter. Uh they only, you're only allowed to bet exactus at that game. So you have to pick the first two horses in order, and they give you some fictitious number on the board there. They get X to one, depending on what that that performance is for that specific race. There's no rhyme or reason to it, right? It's just randomly generated. I got to ask, though, because just sitting here thinking about it, maybe it's the best possible game to go drink at in Las Vegas. Because oh, dropping quarters sure. in there, you'd have an absolute blast doing it. You can't lose money that fast because it's only a quarter and it takes a while for them to go around every time. The drunker you get, the more excited you're going to get about it. I mean, to me, this this might be a secret uh, hidden gem of the drinking world of Las Vegas.
3: Mike's absolutely right because that's all you see people doing around here is drinking. Like a couple of weeks ago when they had the company outing, I mean, there was nobody there oh, for yeah. three hours that didn't have a drink in there. They were hand. like four
4: deep, like, yeah, I'm playing. I promise I'm playing. <laughs> I get a free drink too. Yeah, exactly. I know we hate on it because it interrupts the show, but Mike Samich, you and I are both horse racing degenerates.
5: Like, I'd love to play that game. I'm, I'm just saying. Uh, oh, I'm just I, saying. I'm a little jealous. Let's be honest here. I, I, I'm trying to get Dustin to come down to the D so we can make the viral footage just because I want to play the game. Ne- next Thursday, we don't have a show on Thanksgiving. I don't have a
6: family or friends. I might be playing Sigma Derby all day. <laughs> that just took a depressing turn. <laughs> Not if I win $200. Yeah. <laughs>
4: That's that's fair, because no longer can we win $40,000. Well, that $200 could also help pay for company on Thanksgiving okay that just took a perverted turn uh, as we get to the board uh, we run the board we we should mention uh, off the top we told you Joe Burrow he's laughing so freaking hard at his own joke well, right now it was Amal too... can you at least no co-sign he's he's bro. actually cackling no, what's right your now. name Arsenio Hall no it's the problem <laughs> is was too real own it was too real <laughs> <laughs> it's so real, I don't even want to go into it. Um, I was just dying because I can see every time the camera even goes to me on a solo. Dustin was like cackling. He loves himself. Anyway, Joe Burrow's done for the year. That's what I wanted to say. All right, let's get to it, boys. 451. Samich, we start with you. We go to a mall, then to the big guy, then I finish this off. Pittsburgh's at Cleveland, DTR quarterbacking for Cleveland. Uh, Again, right now, Cleveland's laying a point and a half and 33 on the total, Mike.
5: Ah, uh, this should be a fun one uh, slash not at all. Um, look, I, I, I lean toward the Steelers here. I haven't bet this game. It's not just DTR. It's the offensive line that's beat up for the Browns. So it's a tough situation for DDR, DTR to come into this. We've got 14 mile per hour winds projected as well. So to me, this is going to be a running battle. I uh, lean toward the under, even at a paltry 33 points. But uh, if I was going to play anything, I'd play the Steelers here. Kind of love this as a teaser leg as well. When the total's sitting that low and you're expecting wind, Being able to go up and catch seven, seven and a half, I think is a good teaser spot here for the Steelers.
3: I agree with Mike. We talked about Mike Randall earlier, Patrick. You look at Mike Tomlin's record against young quarterbacks making a start, uh, DTR in this game. I like the Steelers in a teaser here. Steelers plus one and a half.
6: Mike Tomlin versus rookie quarterbacks, 24 and five lifetime. We saw what we did to Will Levis a couple weeks ago. DTR is a rookie.
4: The Steelers are six and one against the spread. They're past seven road games the under in the Steelers road games the past 10 seasons 51 24 and 1 I'll say this 33 is that's a that's funny it's so funny I'm gonna go under I think this is gonna be an ugly ugly game okay next up we're running the board here sharp money and I'm stalling a little bit because my computer froze Dustin would you mind setting up the next game for me I don't have the numbers but let's just go to Dolphins hosting the Raiders
5: Okay. What do you got for the spread in total? They're definitely not the next game, but we'll go there. Uh, Dolphins laying thirteen here, thirteen and a half in some places, <laughs> taking on the Raiders. I love the Dolphins here in this spot. Uh, I laid the I laid thirteen earlier this week. Uh, this is a Raiders team that you saw back to back home games after firing their coach. They're not gonna be able to go to Miami and put up points against the Miami defenses as getting as healthy as they've been all year, coming off the bye here. I think Miami picks their score here, so happy to lay the, the thirteen with Miami.
3: Now my one concern in this matchup was laying such a big number here. I still can't back the Raiders in this particular spot. Complete stay away in this game. And I think the Dolphins, in this situation, it's a good opportunity coming off of a bye. I love this game so much that
6: I can't stand up while talking about it it would be an FCC violation. The Dolphins' first half minus 7.5 off the bye at home. Raiders haven't faced an offense like this yet since Pierce took over. I think it's an early start time for Vegas. I think this Miami offense gets rolling quickly, and they cover more than a touchdown in the first half.
4: Yeah, totally agree. I Again, here's what I'll do to mix it up just a little bit. Uh, I will go over – I know this sounds crazy. I'll go over 30.5 Dolphins team total Uh, This is going to be an offensive explosion. They're much better. The home away splits. The Dolphins just absolutely demolish at home. Uh, We continue and we'll get back to running the board. Five, four, five, three. Arizona's at Houston. Samich is up to six with Houston laying it in 48.
5: Yeah, give me the points here with the Cardinals. Look, I I love what Houston's doing. I think they have a very good shot at winning this football game, but six is just too much here for this spot. I thought Kyler Murray looked good in his first game back. Uh, Houston defense still gettable in my mind, so I'm willing to take the points here with Arizona.
3: I tend to agree with Mike here. I don't, I don't understand the love for uh, Houston all of a sudden in this spot laying six. This seems like a big number, despite the fact the Cardinals are 0-5 on the road this year. Uh, this is more of a teaser play down with the Texans or in a survivor situation with Houston. I think that six makes a lot of sense. But what I like
6: better in this game is Trey McBride over four and a half receptions. Houston allows the most receptions to tight ends. He had nine for 131 last week with Kyler Murray
4: back. Love McBride props. Good job, big guy. I'm Amal's down with the Texans. I'm down with the sickness. Give me Arizona plus six. It's a three-point win for the Texans. Duh. Four five five 5 5 Chargers at Green Bay. Ooh, this was a tease from Mike. The Chargers are laying three, and the total is 44.
5: Yeah, we're going to fade the big guy's favorite quarterback then love here. We're going to go with the Chargers laying the three points on the road. Uh, look, Green Bay, I liked what they did on the offensive side of the ball. They did push it down, feel a little bit more against the Steelers last week. But they're just not going to be able to keep up with the Chargers here. The Chargers offense can be able to come out, put points on the board. And I've got no interest in Jordan Love trying to, to bring a team back from behind. We saw what happened last week with back-to-back picks to end that game. I think the Chargers, as much as I don't trust Staley, I think the Chargers win and cover this three points here just because of how bad this Green Bay team is. They're still beat up, too. No Alexander, lost another key defensive piece, still not completely healthy on the offensive side. you got both Jones and Watson on the, on the uh, injury list. So for me, this is uh, Chargers minus the three.
3: I like the over in this game. I think both teams will be able to move the ball, particularly Justin Herbert and the Chargers on the flip side. I think the Packers could potentially get a score in garbage time, 44 the total right now. Two props, Aaron Jones over three and a half receptions.
6: Chargers allow the second most receptions per game uh, to running back 6.7. He's had four and three straight. Then Jordan Love over 19 and a half completions. Chargers going to dictate the pace of the game. He's going to have to throw more. Been over that in all all four home games this year, also four straight games on the season. Chargers allow the third most completions per game. uh, And I think more throws to the running back and Aaron Jones will help get those completion numbers up.
4: I'm right there with you guys, Chargers. Green Bay's in a bad way right now. Lay the three, feel comfortable with it. When we return four, five, seven, the giants are at the commanders. I just have a quick question for Tim Cook. Yeah, you Tim Cook. I thought MacBooks and apples weren't supposed to get viruses. This computer is acting like Dustin Sweetelson borrowed my computer last night. You know what I'm saying? And he didn't, okay? It's sticky and frozen, AKA the big guy. Fix it, Cook. We're back. Sharp money.
6: Got to use an incognito window. Take it easy.
1: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... Is Sharp
2: Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSN the Sports Betting
3: Network?
4: Okay, DraftKings, $5 gets you $150 instantly in bonus bets when you sign up using the promo code SHARP. That's for new customers, but for all customers, a no sweat, same game parlay every day of the week. Damn, DraftKings, you did it again. DraftKings, the crown is yours. Okay, we're back. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher. Mike Samich joins on a Friday, of course, host of The Handle, 7 to 10 Saturday and Sunday. He's going to be flying out. My assumption is you're going to be on the bird from Santa Barbara today, right? Headed to Vegas.
5: Early tomorrow morning. Bright and early be out there. But it means I'll get to the sports book before we get the 9 9 a.m. kickoff. So get a couple more bets in. Perfect. Uh, So you can check
4: out Samich and Brown tomorrow. We're back to the board. 4.57. The Giants and DeVito. You guys both, you guys, I still should get more credit for that joke. I don't tell jokes. That wasn't bad. Washington. Okay. My <laughs> guy you at the start of the show, uh, you line. did, you did, you did. Take it easy. Take it easy. Uh, I'm, I'm just pandering here. Uh, eight and a half. I'll give you eight and a half. Uh, Samich, Washington lane at 37 and a half on the total.
5: Yeah, it's a total pass for me. I, I made this game seven and a half for Washington, so I guess I should be betting the Giants. But I think my DeVito number might just be wrong, and he's much worse than I think he is. So I'm not willing to take just the point difference we're not getting any key numbers. So it's a pass for me. I can see people wanting to put it in teasers. If you want to tease Washington down, don't hate that.
3: I tend to agree with Mike here. Tease Washington down, maybe even tease the Giants up, but otherwise can't touch this game.
6: Uh, Brian Robinson props when they are up be all over him because potentially no antonio gibson could be a three down back type day for brian rob robinson and the giants are awful against running backs also terry mclaurin over 58 and a half receiving yards he
4: always torches the giants giants quit 23 and a half over at home team total for the commanders 459 tennessee at jacksonville jacksonville's lane seven mike total of 39 and a half
5: I laid six early in the week with Jacksonville. If it ever goes below seven minus six and a half or better on Jacksonville, I would play it again. Uh, Here at current number seven, I'm going to pass on it. I lean toward the over here as well, but did not put a bet in on that side.
3: I didn't play this, but I like the other side here. I like Tennessee getting seven. Not an ideal spot for a team, but this is a division game. Very competitive. Grable's teams tend to compete in these spots. I'll take the touchdown against the Jacksonville team. That looks like they're struggling. No trailing Burks for Tennessee. Uh, Christian Kirk over 58 and a half receiving yards. Titans allow the seventh most
6: yards to uh, receivers right now. Last week, Evans went for 143, Deontay Johnson 90 the week before. They missed Kevin Byer to the back end of that defense.
4: actually like Tennessee catching the seven. I'm with them all here. Give me, I think that's a little too much. I agree with Samich. Once it dips below the seven, yeah. uh, I think the Jags are the play. But give me the seven with the Titans. Next up, 461. Chicago's at Detroit. Detroit's lane seven and a half, Mike. Total of 48.
5: I took 10 with Chicago on the look-ahead lines. We talked about it on the handle on Sunday show. The last hour there, we ripped through all the lines. Uh, this was one where I thought 10 was the value with Chicago. At 7.5, I can't back Chicago. This would be another teaser like for me, though. You can get Detroit down to a point and a half here. I think they win the game, but uh, it's going to be tough for them to couple, cover double digits here. I tend to agree with
3: here. You look at this team right now, Detroit getting a little bit beat up. I uh, know Jonah Jackson on the offensive line. C.J. Gardner-Johnson out, as we know. Uh, to me right now, I'll take the points. Anything over a touchdown with the Bears? I think Justin Fields plays. As well but i'm with mike detroit wins this game i love goff being
6: able to throw at home in a dome no longer dealing with the elements jameer gibbs over 25 and a half receiving yards bears allow 61 and a half receiving yards to running backs this year and sam laporta over his reception total bears allow the fourth most receptions to tight end six
4: per game laporta is going to feast the big guy mixing it up i'll take detroit down to a point and a half i'll team them with buffalo and a bounce back spot down to one hosting the Jets. So a little bit of a tease. 463, Vegas at Miami. We already did that. 465, Dallas is at Carolina. Dallas is laying doubles. 10 and a half at Carolina. Samich, 42 and a half on the total.
5: Man, I'm tempted to lay it with Dallas here. This is one of the spots where I just think they're a better team. Should be able to stop them defensively. Uh, looked a little bit at the Carolina team total under in this spot as well. I think there's some value there, but I ended up passing the game.
3: You know, guys, when you look at it outside the week one uh, demolition of the Giants, they have not played great on the road, but I'm with Mike in this one. I think the Arizona hiccup earlier in this season is a little bit of a reminder for Dallas here. I think Bryce Young and company are just stuck in neutral if not going in reverse. I like the Cowboys laying ten and a half. I might get weird with
6: some Rico Dowdle props in this one because I think they don't want to waste Tony Pollard in a game. They don't have to use him. I think Dowdle over 26 and a half uh, rushing yards could be in play.
4: Weird one, but Dallas on the road still concerns me. Carolina, team total over 15 and a half. Let's continue as we run the board here. Sharp Money with Samich. 467, Tampa Bay at San Francisco. San Francisco is laying 12, 41 and a half on the total. Mike.
5: San Francisco, one of the best first drive teams in the league. I like San Francisco here, first half. You can lay six and a half. Also like the first quarter quarter minus three. I think San Francisco jumps out early and I think this is a Tampa team that's much more dangerous when they're behind in the second half and Mayfield is just YOLO in it. So I'll I'll take San Francisco first quarter first half.
3: I think the Niners build on that 34-3 win in Jacksonville. I like the Niners here at home in Santa Clara. I think this is a 28-13 type of Niners victory. 31-13. Guys, check on me in
6: four hours, because if it doesn't go away, I'm going to have to call a doctor with how much I love this play. First half, minus six and a half. I bet it on Tuesday. They found their groove again again at home. Buccaneers won't move the ball on them in the first half. Less than a touchdown with San Francisco. Back to being
4: San Francisco. When they San Francisco, we all know they're going to San Francisco. Samich was right last week, and he said, you don't like shtick, but you like the big guy shtick. That was a horrific joke. But you know what? I laughed. He's right. By the way, for some reason, you make me laugh. It was so stupid, but I sat here and laughed. You're welcome. I'm an idiot. You're welcome. No, no, no. I didn't say thank you. I said I'm an (laughs) idiot. Uh, San Francisco. I agree with what Amal said. I this is, I think, a tremendous spot for them. Tampa Bay's overrated. Twelve lay it. Seattle Rams four sixty nine. It's weird. The Rams always play Seattle well. And that's indicative in the number. You know, it's essentially a pick 'em sandwich. I'll give you a pick 'em in 46 on the total.
5: Man, I want to bet Seattle here, but uh, the Rams have won and covered six straight, uh, six straight matchups with these two teams. They looked great week one. You get Stafford back. I, the Seahawks defense has gotten better, but I'm not sure what we're going to get here. I lean toward the under 46 and a half versus taking a side here, uh, but have not bet this game at all yet.
3: You know, on paper, it doesn't look like a great game. I think it's going to be more competitive than people think. No play here, but this should be a pretty entertaining game. Rams off
6: a by getting healthy for the first time in a very long time. I think they have to be the play.
4: McVeigh v. Carroll with time to prepare. Come on, guys. <laughs> keep people keep saying mm-hmm. Carroll doesn't look his age. Yes, he does. Do you see him on the sideline? He's always got the mouth open. He looks a little confused. He's just kind of looking off in the space. Yeah, anyway, I digress. Shout out to Pete Carroll. It's done a good job. Uh, 471. The Jets are at Buffalo. Just turmoil on turmoil for Buffalo right now. Uh, seven is the number and 39 and a half. Mike.
5: This is one of the ones I gave out in the look at article on Tuesday, played the under 40 and a half here, still would play the under at 39 and a half. I have no idea why we fired Ken Dorsey. He wasn't the problem. It's the head coach. That's the problem. Uh, you should have hired Brian Dable as your head coach a couple of years ago. I hope the lions are paying attention. Ben Johnson and what happens this offseason Cause you don't want to lose the offensive mind. i the offense isn't going to be that much better. The Jets' defense will be able to keep them down, and the Jets can't move the football at all. I'll, I'll take the under here, 39-and-a-half. Like that call, but I'm going to
3: stick with my original play of the week. Let's go Jets plus seven here. Money line, baby. Brees Hall over
6: three-and-a-half receptions <laughs> and receiving yards at 26-and-a-half. Bills allowed the fifth most uh, receiving yards of running backs. We saw what Javante Williams and Pirine did through the era Monday night football. This is where they
4: missed Milano and Edmonds. Give me the under 39 and a half. Love that play. 473, Minnesota at Denver. Denver's lane two and a total of 42 and a half, Mike.
5: I really hope this gets to three. If it does, Vikings going to be a big bet for me. If not, I'm going to take the Vikings on the money line here. Uh, I mentioned it earlier. Denver, 10, 10 to 2 turnover margin their last three games. That's what's fueling this, this win streak for them. Minnesota not turning the football over. So give me the Vikings here money line if we don't get a plus three.
3: I'm going to take Denver here. I think the Josh Dobbs Disney story comes to an end. I'm all over the Vikings. Overreaction to Denver beating a bad
6: Buffalo team in a weird scenario. Also, Hawkinson over reception props. Him and Dobbs have a special
4: connection. Plus 120, Moneyline Vikings. Let's go. 475, Philly, Kansas City. Kansas City lane 2.5, 45.5 on the total mic. Mike.
5: Number is dead on here. I took a little bit of three with Philadelphia when it came up. If we get plus three on Philly again, I'll be a buyer. But other than that, I'm going to just watch this game and enjoy it on Monday night.
3: Tend to agree with you. This is going to be a great in-play betting opportunity. Going to stay away from this matchup.
5: It's going to be
6: awesome, which means we're totally going to get let down and one of the quarterbacks (laughs) is going to be out for the year.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Mike, you were right (laughs) when you You came on the show. You said the
4: optimism is rampant. (laughs) That was... (laughs) I. It, you couldn't force me to have a feel for this game. Like, I just, I totally, I hate to cop out, but I'm right there with you. I'll go, I'll try to find a prop later, but that that game right there, two and a half feels perfect for the number. Okay, boys, Amal, you travel safely. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Mike Palm, and happy Thanksgiving to you. Mike uh, Mike Palm, I said. Mike Samich, what's coming up on
5: the handle this weekend? You tell me. <laughs> you got it we got a busy weekend. We're going to preview all the games from 4 to 7 on Saturday. we got the contest show, Survivor, down to less than 4% of people live. We'll talk about that the last hour on the Saturday show. Then Sunday, we'll recap all the games. And last hour on Sunday, we'll go through the next week's lines and get some better numbers for Thanksgiving. Looking forward to it. It's going to be a fun couple days. Big guy, I'm sorry. I was cranky. I'm sorry. You accept it?
4: You're welcome. Hey, the three of you (laughs) and everybody else, have a great Thanksgiving. (laughs) Thank you.